Hi, and welcome back to Holy Podcast. I'm your host, Charity. So today we are starting a new series. We are going to be talking about a special group in the Bible that God blessed and was able to use, which that's kind of the key part, I think. And this group that we are going to be recognizing are the babies in the family. Now, I am a middle child. I am not a baby in the family, but I do have a special place in my heart for them. My dad was a baby of his family. And of course, I have a baby of my own and a baby brother. I have a couple of them, but the babyest one is who we're kind of talking about. Um, As you know, if any of you have siblings or have been raised in more than a one-child home, babies kind of have this... um, These different patterns I've noticed, usually the baby, the way they come into life is they know that everybody is there for them. They uh, often want to be entertained by the older siblings. That's their job is to take care of them or feed them or whichever. But also, nobody has more bosses than the baby of the family because they don't just have mom and dad. They have all the siblings to step on them and boss them. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit as we go into this series. Uh, Some of the people we'll be covering this time, we'll be talking about Jacob, Joseph, Moses, David, and then Solomon. And today we'll do a small sneak peek preview of Gideon. We won't cover his whole story, but we will talk about just a little bit about how he was the baby in his family also. I believe that because there's no, uh, the babies also have all these bosses, it also makes for humility being kind of stepped on a little bit. And I think that's the biggest pattern I notice or the commonality with all of these people is the humility that is kind of burst into their life by having to follow bosses. Um, I think it's a good thing to understand that we all will have bosses one way or the other. You know, we've always met those people that are like, oh, I want to do my own thing because I don't like having a boss. The reality is we all have bosses. (laughs) But if we learn how to serve and submit, maybe God can bless our lives and make it usable. So as far as Gideon goes, if you ever want to look up a great story, um, Gideon he begins in chapter six of Judges. I love the book of Judges in that it shows our human frailty. Almost every chapter in Judges begins with, and once again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Basically, they turn their back on God. And once again, God turns them over to their enemies. Then once they have their belly full, they begin to cry out. And they're like, oh God, we're so sorry. We remember you now. And God raises up somebody to rescue them. So in chapter 6, it's Gideon. And basically, Gideon is this guy, like the Midianites have been oppressing the Israelites, right? So badly, them and the Amorites kind of helping out, a couple other clans. But every time that they try and plant any kind of crops or anything, the Midianites, the Amorites, they come in and they take the crops and they squash them. They take whatever they grow. They take whatever animals they find. 
they take it for themselves. So it's gotten so bad that anything they do have, they have to like harvest it in secret and, and cook it in secret. So Gideon is threshing wine in the bottom or threshing wheat in the bottom of a wine press. And of course he hears this, you know, mighty man of God kind of thing come and Gideon's like, who are you talking to? So basically he's like, uh, there ain't nobody mighty here. I'm hiding. (laughs) So if you read the Holloman version of the Bible, In Judges uh, chapter 6, and then verse 15 specifically, well, back up to 14. It says, the Lord turned to him and said, go in the strength you have and deliver Israel from the power of Midian. I am not sending you. And it says, he said to him, please, Lord, that's Gideon, who says he said to him through the angel or whomever this messenger is. He says, please, Lord, how can I deliver Israel? Look, my family is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the youngest in my father's house. Basically, he's like, I'm a nobody. How can I be used? And so what we're looking at is that exact angle, that exact attitude of humility, where he knows that he's nobody without God. And that's kind of the theme that we begin to see with all these younger siblings. So that hopefully will wet your whistle just a little bit as to what's to come. Um, I will begin posting about their stories. Um, Hopefully you'll enjoy the adventures and kind of learn about their lives. In the interim today, because I know this episode is so short, I am going to be um, beginning a section called Tidbits. And we're going to talk about some of these small, kind of funny, what my husband and I call gee whiz knowledge in the Bible. And we will start a whole section on that so that you guys can go through and find these funny little quirks in the Bible. Hi. So today in Tidbits, we're going to talk about, remember that one time that Sarah was so hot as like an almost 90-year-old, she got taken as another dude's wife? Okay. So this part takes takes part in Genesis chapter 20, just in case you're looking for it. It's a great read. I encourage you to go and look at it. So this occurs after like uh, God comes and destroys Sodom and Gomorrah and saves Lot's family. And so after that, Abraham kind of like, because he was a sheep herder, he roamed areas, right? So he's moving the sheep around and they go down um, in the region south of Negev. And eventually while, while he's going south and kind of wandering around, he ends up in Gerar. Uh, not totally positive or strong on that pronunciation, but it's spelled G-E-R-A-R. Anyways, so he always told to his, told Sarah, like, even when they left um, the Chaldeans and would wander, he told them, in case we ever come across anybody and they ask you, like, who we are, just tell them you're, you're my sister, which is not untrue. Abraham and Sarah had the same dad, but different moms, but they were husband and wife. So, 
as they're there, the king from Gerar, Abimelech, he sees Sarah and he's like, dude, who is that hottie, right? So he takes her in and basically he like makes her to be one of his like wives or ladies or I don't know, part of his harem. So as he, as he has her, he hadn't like slept with her or anything yet. So, but God comes to him in a dream and basically is like death to you and all your people. And he was like, whoa, what did I do? And he was like, look, dude, you took, you took someone else's wife. You can't take Sarah. She's somebody else's wife. She's married to Abraham. And he's like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, God. I didn't know she was married. He was like, didn't she tell me that she was the sister of Abraham? Like, what the heck? And he's like, and God was like, yeah, well, that's why I didn't allow you to sleep with her yet, because it gives you a chance to save face. So the next day he gets up and he sends for all of his servants and he tells them what happened. And they are just like stunned. I mean, just imagine a room of like shocked faces. So then they send for Abraham. And the other part of this that, you know, you kind of find out later is not only was like God, like, Hey, death to you all, but also like all the women had been struck infertile. So he calls Abraham in and Abraham, like he comes to him and he's like, what the heck did you do to me? Why are you trying to set me up, dude? And Abraham's like, well, I came to this land and I was afraid that y'all are just a bunch of godless people. And if you knew that she was my wife, you'd just kill me for her. But if you knew that she was, that she and I were brother and sister, at least then like I could live. Right. So he was like, well, what you did was totally wrong. Like you can't do that to me. So he was like, dude, here's a bunch of sheep and goats and you know, all kinds of animals and go pick a part of my land to go settle there. I don't want no trouble with you, man. We're cool. Right. And then also he brings in Sarah and gives her back. And he offers like Abraham, like a thousand pieces of silver. And he's like, see this, we got witnesses. Here is a thousand pieces of silver. So, you know, like I didn't mean to take somebody's wife. I wasn't trying to hurt your reputation, Sarah. We didn't sleep together. Everybody knows this. See, we're cool, right? So they went and they settled on another part of the land. But this was a time that she was like, she was almost 90 years old. And at that point, shortly thereafter, like, oh, so sorry, let me back up. So Abraham like prays for everybody and he prays for all the women that they would not be infertile anymore. And so they go and settle on the other part of the land that they, that he picked out and Sarah ends up bearing Abraham, a son, Isaac, which means his name means laughter. Um, but she was like almost 90 years old when this happens. Could you imagine being like such a babe at like 90? That's so amazing. Anyways, this has been today's tidbit. I hope you've enjoyed it and that maybe it'll encourage you to go in and read it for yourself.